Amen. Amen. Happy New Year. No better place I'd rather be in the first day of this year. Amen. Amen. And in God's presence. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to be in God's house as always. And I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen and what 2023 is going to bring for all of us. Right? Amen. Amen. It's going to be good because God is good. Amen. Amen. I know. We say this every time, you know, there'll be a lot of things that'll be the same. You still have to go to work, still have got to pay bills, and you know, you're still going to be good days, they're going to be bad days, but God is still on the throne. Amen. That's what makes the difference. Amen. That is what makes the difference, because God is still on the throne. We realize in Scripture says, you know, kingdoms rise and kingdoms fall, but God is still enthroned. Amen. And that's the hope we have. That is the hope that we all hold on to. And because he's on the throne, it simply means what? He's not just a puppet king. You know, like in the Old Testament, they just put a king up there, but he never did have any power. No, our God is the king, and he has the power, and he is in control. That's why I'm excited about 2023. He is in control of our lives. He's in control of this whole world, church. He's in control, and because he's in control, we have hope, and we have faith, and we have peace with God. And no matter what happens in 2023, our God is still in control. Amen. And I want to challenge you, church, and this is something that I was talking about with another friend just this past week. Doesn't matter what happens in 2023, I want to challenge you to rely on the goodness of God. Amen. Because He is good and He is good all the time. Amen. He is good all the time, church. Again, there'll be highs and there'll be lows and, you know, but hold on to the goodness of God. That will see you through a lot of situations in our life. Hold on to His goodness. You know, we used to say that all the time. God is good and He's good all the time. And remind yourself of that every day if you have to this year. Remind yourself as you wake up that God is good. Nothing happens in my life. And, you know, you hold on to that principle and you realize that nothing happens in my life that is not filtered through God's plan and purpose for my life. Nothing's going to happen. Because he loves us, church. And I mean, you know, he works. Because he loves us, he works everything out for our good. Because he loves us. And he is good. And so trust in him and rest in his goodness as we step into 2023. And it's just... uh, kind of related to my sermon, but in my own uh, Bible study, I've just finished in my own uh, devo- uh, devotionals, I just finished First Samuel this past week. And First Samuel starts with, of course, Samuel. And then in 16, we introduced, uh, I think chapter 8, we introduced to Saul. And then chapter 16, we come to David. And then, of course, it ends with the death of, of Saul, King Saul. And you know, as you read through it, we know the, the principle that's involved here in the story of, we all know the story of David and how he was overlooked by his father and then his brothers and the great prophet Samuel himself. But then we know as we read through his story from 16 all the way onwards, we know that he's anointed king. We know that story that he is anointed king. But then he goes back to watching sheep. He had to fight a lion. He had to fight a bear. He 
played music for a crazy king. He killed a giant. He runs from a, for his life from this crazy king. And then he loses his best friend in Jonathan. He loses his, his wife and his family. And 15 years, he has to wait for God to fulfill that promise. 15 years. But remember the principle. God is good and he's faithful to his promise. He is faithful. It took 15 years from his calling to that fulfillment. And he could have easily thrown in the trowel like, you know, like people we know. But we know the Bible is full of these heroes who held on to God's promises for their life because they understood that principle that Paul talks about later. That when he begins something, he is what? Faithful to bring it to completion. He is faithful because he is good. When he gives you a promise, he will fulfill it. When he gives you a calling and he has a calling on your life, he will enable you to fulfill, empower you to fulfill the calling he has placed on your life. Doesn't matter what others say, right? But doesn't matter. Like David, others overlook you or don't even consider you. It doesn't matter what they think, what they say. What matters is what God thinks about you and what God says about you. And so in 2023, ground yourself in the scriptures because that's where we know his thoughts, his plans, and his purposes for our lives. We all know the scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11. You know, God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. We know that. And we know the context in Jeremiah, of course, is about the return of the exiles back to Jerusalem. But we understand the big principle right here. That when God created us, He created us with a plan and a purpose for our lives. And I want us, and I've titled my sermon for 20, this first Sunday of 2023, is to living out our purpose in 2023. Living out our purpose in 2023, and as I was preparing this message, I don't know how many of you remember, my mind was humming the theme for our VBS last year. You know, Spark Studio, and what did it say? Created in Christ, designed for His purpose. It was a great theme for the kids, but it's a great theme for us too. Created by God, not just something that just happened. Created by God and designed for His purpose. Purpose and the challenge for us this year is to live out our purpose. Live out our purpose. What is God's plan for our lives? And again, we got to know, and we know this already, it's more than just waking up, going and doing whatever we do and coming back and going to bed again. It's way more than that, church. God gives us meaning to our lives. God gives us purpose to our lives and we need to understand God's life, I mean God's purposes to our lives and Ephesians 5 just went through this in the book of Ephesians. It says verse 15 all the way through 14. I'm just picking up here. Be careful then how you live your lives. Be careful how you live your lives. Not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And then it says, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Understand, pursue that knowledge, church. Understand what God's will is. And I'll be the first to admit, I can't tell you what God's plan for your life specifically is. I can't unless God gives me some word of knowledge or something. 
It's something that you have got to commit yourself to discovering and pursuing for your life. But I can give you, like I said, and talk about for us to consider things that, again, they're right from God's word. It's nothing new, but it's just reaffirming. Or for me, it's like reaffirming a commitment, living out our purpose. And again, like I said, I view this as my commitment or recommitment to being more intentional in certain areas of my life. Please, please remember, and like I said earlier, focus on the goodness of God as you go through this year. Focus on the goodness of God this year. Please remember, God is with you. God is for you. He's not fighting against you. Focus on that. Please, again, don't misunderstand me. God is not going to condemn you for not reading your Bible for a day or a week or whatever. He's not just going to throw you away because you do that. Focus on His goodness because we all are created for a purpose. And I want us to be challenged to live out that purpose in our lives. And as I look to this new year, I'm talking about being more intentional. Again, nothing new, but this is a renewed commitment I'm making to being intentional about investing in my relationship with God. Being intentional about investing in my relationship with God. It's about prioritizing Him again. Making Him number one. Making Him the object of my, my, my worship. Making Him the purpose for which I live my life. It's about being intentional about investing in my relationship with God. It's about making Him the center of my life again. And keeping Him at the center of my life. God never put us in this world and we, we know he doesn't, he never made it about us and us alone. Never. The world we live in makes it all about us, but he wants us to be God-centered in our lives. Christ-centered in our lives. He wants us to learn to love him and how to enjoy his love. Being Christ-centered. And when God, I always think about this, when God made man on the sixth day, he made him in his image. And the thing that sets man apart from everything else in creation is the ability to have a real relationship with God, our creator. That's what sets us up. A real relationship with God. Church, we are made to have a relationship with God. God created you so that He could have a relationship with you and we can have a relationship with Him. And God desires that more than we desire it. And so in our hearts, let's be more, and in our lives, let's be more intentional in investing in this relationship as we make Him the center of our lives once again. Commit to making him the center of our lives once again. Like one pastor said a long time ago, and you know, and if you've been in church, you, you, it's almost cliche. God doesn't want to be part of your life. He wants to be the reason you live your life. Amen. He wants to be the reason you live your life. He wants to be the center of your life. Quit buying into the delusion that you can make it without God. You just want enough of God to keep Him happy so that His wrath doesn't come upon you. 
No, make him the center of your life, not just a part of your life, but let him be at the heart of it all. We are created to have an authentic relationship with him, to be loved by him, and our response is to love him as well. I always talk about this. Our ultimate responsibility is to know him, and the only response to a knowledge of him is to love him more. So let that be the center of our lives. To know him and love him more. We know the greatest command that Jesus gives in Matthew 22. Love your neighbor. I'm sorry. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And he says what? This is the first and the greatest. Love the Lord with all your heart. Be intentional church about your relationship and investing in your relationship with him and that's ultimately that's what lies at the heart of worship it's an authentic relationship with God because it's all about him and him alone I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you God that's what it is to be intentional about a relationship with him it's recognizing and enjoying God's love and responding in loving him also Enjoy this relationship, church, but you can only enjoy it when you make him the center of it all. You can only enjoy it when you make him the center of it all. The most important thing you can do is to know God and to experience his life. Experience him in your life and experience your, his love in your life, but make him the center of your lives. Be intentional. Make him the center of your lives. Again, I always think about it. The point of Jesus coming to the cross, yes, it's to save us. But the point is that's not the end at all. We created to have, after we were saved, if that was it, again, we say this all the time. He could have just taken us. As soon as we know Christ, accept him as a savior, we can easily be taken up. But the point is this. After that, there is this relationship we build with him too. And so we've got to invest in our relationship with God. And I say this all the time. How do I know, you know, Christ is a little off-center. It's I worry and stress out a lot more in my life. And when I do that, it's just automatic through my years of experience. I have to take a break and get back to making him the center. Because when he's at the center, it just happens. I don't know how. I can't explain it. I stress out a lot less when he's at the center. And so 2023, church, be intentional about investing in the relationship you have with Christ. Make your life center. I mean, make him the center of your life. Make him the center of your life. And the second thing I want to be intentional about is my relationship with others. And I call this being intentional about building community. Being intentional about building community. The first one flows from, I mean, the second one flows from the first, like Jesus says in Matthew 22. The second is just like the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the whole point. Matthew, sorry, 22, 36, all the way to 40 is that dialogue he has there. We have to be intentional about our relationship with God, but we also have to be intentional about our relationship with others, especially the body of believers that he has placed us in. Amen. The community, we have to be committed and intentional to building community, genuine community. We all need this church. The whole point of loving God is so that we can learn to love others as well. 
Love God and love others around us. Why you see so interested? Because church, church, you understand God wants to love us. I mean, God loves us and He wants us to love Him back. And in loving Him back, it gives us the blueprint to love others. Genuinely love others. God wants us to be part of a community of believers. That was His intention all along. He saved us to be part of community, this body of believers. There's no lone rangers. We know this. There's no lone ranger Christian. There's no I can do it by myself. And it challenges me, especially post-COVID when I, when I see and meet people who are like, it's all about themselves and that's it and that's it. And post-COVID, it just made it worse, you know, separated everybody else. We are built and called for community. The church is not an individual. The church is a body of believers that gather together to worship Him. And so as intentional as we are in building our relationship with God, we need to be intentional about building up the community that He has given us. God never saved us to be isolated or secluded. He saved us. He never saved us and called us to be a monk somewhere far away. He called us and saved us so that we can build the body of Christ, be intentional about community. We are created for relationships, church, and let's pursue authentic relationships within the body. Let's pursue authentic relationship in the body. We are all created with a sense of belonging. This is, we are all created with a sense of being connected, church, and that's what I keep saying what is the church all about? The church, again, we know it's more than just an institution or a building. It's a community of believers. And let's be intentional about believe, I mean, building this community. Building the community. Building one another up. Yes, God is the center of our lives. And again, we are meant to build community because He is at the center of our lives. He created us for community. He created us for community. Where do we see the best example of this? Of course, is seen in the book of Acts. If you turn to Acts chapter 2, verses 41, basically, I mean, all the way through 46. I'm just picking up a few verses there. The best example of community, it says in verse 41, Acts 2, 41. Those who believed were baptized and added to the church, and they gathered in other, with other believers and committed themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship. When they were saved, they were baptized, added to the church, and they gathered with other believers and committed themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship. If you drop down all the way to verse 46, it says, They worshipped together regularly at the temple, and they met in small groups in homes. See the progression. They believed. They were baptized. They got connected to the church. And then they didn't go off, do their own thing. No, they gathered together as community and dedicated themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship. It's important, church, as we intentional as we are in our relationship with God, we have to be intentional about connecting with other believers in genuine community. Genuine community. Yes, we gather as big groups, but we also gather as small groups. Whenever we do that, church, let's be intentional about encouraging one another, building one another, standing with one another, building genuine community in 2023. 
You're intentional about investing in a relationship with God. I'm intentional about building community. And I'm also intentional in my commitment to grow spiritually. I'm intentional and I want to be intentional in my commitment to growing spiritually. God desires for me to grow spiritually. But I realize more of the older I get as a Christian, it just doesn't happen the older I get. I have to be committed to spiritual growth. We hear this time and time again, but this is just the truth. It does not just happen. You have got to be committed to growing spiritually. You got to desire it. Desire it with all your heart and be committed to doing it. He wants me to grow. He wants me to grow in my spiritual growth. He wants me to grow in my spiritual life. God wants you to grow. And how do we grow in His knowledge? It's by reading His Word and trusting Him more. Read and obey. That's how we grow in our spiritual growth, in our spiritual walk with Him. Read and grow. We grow in knowing His Word, in trusting His wisdom, obeying His Word, loving His family, and most of all, growing into the character of Christ Himself. That's what spiritual growth is all about, ultimately. Becoming more and more like Christ. Again, I said this earlier, it doesn't just happen. We've got to be intentional about it to grow, to become more like Christ. I always ask myself this question, did it so much more earlier when I was a younger Christian. I don't know why I don't do it enough. When I walk away, does a person know Christ or not? After meeting someone, can I walk away saying there's something that I said or did point to Christ or not? And I want to be intentional about it. Grow spiritually is to become more and more like Christ. Be intentional about making Him the center of your life. Be intentional about your desiring to build the community of Christ. Be intentional about growing spiritually into Christ's likeness. And that honestly is the essence of discipleship. It's about obeying God's word, being committed to God, but it's also it's that commitment we make to being lifelong learners. That's discipleship. Lifelong learners. I mean, we know this already and we all know people who've been, you know, born in the church, grown up in the church. But, you know, when it comes to spiritual things, they're still pretty lacking in a lot of ways. We all know people like that. I'm not trying to embarrass anyone or hit on, I mean, whatever. That's just the truth. And I always say the telltale sign of a spiritual baby is, you know, they make church all about them. That's a telltale sign of a spiritual baby. They make church all about them because what do they do? Like babies, they whine when they meet and their needs are not met. And that's exactly what they do in the spiritual sense. Sorry, again, I'm not trying to hit on an, or take a shot at anybody. But please understand, God wants and intends for us to grow in His knowledge and the wisdom of the Word of God. And we've got to pursue that. We've got to run after that, chase after that like he, David did in God's presence. And he runs after it and longs for His presence. That's how we need to long for spiritual growth. Spiritual growth happens in the presence of God in time spent in His presence. That's where growth happens. And we've got to be intentional about it. Spending time in His Word, being involved in ministry. I don't know what area you need to grow in, but please be intentional about it. And it starts with time spent in His presence. Time spent 
in his presence. I don't know which area in your spiritual life you need to grow in. But seek God and he will tell you. God desires church for us to grow spiritually. And we've got to be intentional in this commitment to spiritual growth. Yes, I invest in my relationship with God. I'm intentional about building community. I'm intentional in my commitment to spiritual growth. I pursue after it. Another area I want to be intentional about is in, intentional in serving others before I serve myself. Being intentional in serving others. We know the scripture. We're familiar with the scripture in First Peter 4 verse 10. Each one of you should use whatever gift you, God has given you for what? To serve others. To serve others. I think the message says God has given each one of you a special ability. Be sure to use them for what? To help others. We talk if you're committed to building community, we build community by being like Christ. And being like Christ is to serve one another. Serve one another. Be intentional about serving each other. And this is something I think I understood early in my Christian walk that God desires and wants me to contribute in building the community of of believers. God desires, He's called us to serve. We are all called to serve. He didn't save me to serve me, but he saved me to serve others. I can't make it all about me, church. I can't be this, you know, that black hole that sucks everything up. I can't do that. Let's be intentional as we serve others. Again, not trying to sound harsh, but what's the point of being saved if it's all about you ultimately? You are saved so that you will serve others. If God, again, you know, the reason he saves us is to serve. One of the reasons he saves us is to serve. We've got to look way beyond just us and ourselves. We've got to look at the body of Christ and how can I better serve the body of Christ. And be intentional about this. Be intentional about us. God wants, and we just read it in First Peter, He wants us to use the gifts, the talents, the abilities He gives for what? To serve others. Let's be intentional about serving, serving others, making that contribution, doing that ministry, if you want to call it that, finding your place in the community where you can build the body of Christ by serving one another. Serving one another. You give back by serving one another. The Bible tells us that we are called to serve God. And again, how it's almost cliche. How do we serve an invisible God? By serving one another. Serve one another. There is an, uh, there's no way to explain it, but the fulfillment that you sense in your heart when you serve, genuinely serve someone else, it's just there's no way to explain it. I think for me, it's when you learn to serve others and as you serve others, you have the sense of fulfilling what God has created you. And when you experience that fulfillment because you realize you're doing what God has called you and created you to do, it just fills your heart. There's that that feeling, I can't explain it. We are called to serve. We are saved to serve. We are shaped, like one preacher said, we are shaped for significance. Significance is not found in running after building our own kingdom. Significance is found in serving and building the kingdom of God. 
I think that's the best thing ever. And, you know, as a teacher and as a pastor, I've, I've met a lot of people who, who crave significance. They don't crave significance, I think. They crave attention very often. Don't mistake and don't confuse attention with significance. You know, you drive a fancy car, yes, you get attention. You have a lot of money, you get attention. But significance is found in serving one another in humility. Amen. There's a difference between the two. And so let's be committed to serving, to serving one another and challenge yourself. When is the last time you served the body of Christ with no strings attached? No strings attached, no expectations with anything back, but you're doing it because you're doing it unto the Lord. Be intentional about investing in your relationship with God. Be intentional about building community, about community. Be intentional about and committed to spiritual growth and be intentional about serving others in another area I want to be intentional about. And I think this is something I challenge myself time and time again, not just every year, is being more intentional about sharing Christ with those around me. It's always, it's just such a, it, I think every year that passes, the more aware I am that He is coming soon. I know I've said this again, and people have been saying that for years, but that is the truth. Every day is a day closer to His return, and I want to do what I can do to share Christ, share my faith with others around me. And let's be intentional. Let's be committed to doing that this coming year because He has called us all to be witnesses. He has called us all to be witnesses of His love, witnesses of His joy, witnesses of the hope, witnesses of the peace. You can go down that list. We are all called to be witnesses. As much as God wants us to enjoy these blessings, He wants us to tell others about this good news. That's one of the whole points of the Holy Spirit. When we read in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, what does He say? You will receive the power and you will be what? My witnesses. That's a calling. That's part of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit so that we will have the boldness to be His witnesses. God has called us to share the good news. He's called us to share the gospel, the good news of Christ. That we have peace with God. We talked about the armor of God and the shoes. Talking about the gospel fitted with the gospel of peace. That we have peace with God. We have that. That's the good news. That's the good news we share with others. That God is no longer against us. That God is for us. Share the good news of Christ. We empowered, again, that's why He gave us the Holy Spirit, because He empowers us to share Christ through all the world. Again, the idea, whenever I think about witnesses, I always think about the court system. A witness is not called upon the, or to the stand to share what he thinks. He's called to share what? What he has witnessed. That's all we do. We share, we witness what God has done for us. Think about the blind man, you know, in the temple, they're shouting at him. The priests are telling him to keep quiet. What does he say? I can't, all I can say is I was blind. He says, hey, you have sight and I have sight. That's it. No one can ever argue a testimony. That's why it's called a testimony. Share Christ. Share Christ and what he has done for you. This is what happened for me. This is my experience. Be intentional about sharing your story with others around you. Now, it's always, it's not about preaching to them and beating them over the head with the Bible. We don't do it with pride or arrogance. We do it with humility and with genuine love, church. 
And how do we do that? Just pray. And I don't know, again, it's hard to explain. When you pray, God opens doors for you to share Christ with people. But it starts with prayer. Pray for them. But be intentional about sharing Christ this year. Be intentional about being a witness for Christ. Pray for them and God will open the door. God will open the door. We're talking about living out our purpose in 2023. It's about living out what God has created and purposed for each one of our lives. God has called us. God has created us to have a relationship with Him. He desires a relationship with Him. Let's be intentional about investing in that relationship. Let's be intentional about investing in that relationship. God has created and called us to community, to a body of Christ. Let's be committed to the body of Christ. Let's be committed to the community and building the community of Christ. God desires that we grow in our spiritual lives. And let's be committed to spiritual growth. Let's be committed to spiritual growth. God desires that He saved us so that we will serve others. Let's be committed and intentional in serving others. Find a place to serve. Find a place to serve the body. And God has also called us so that we will share the goodness of Christ. And let's be intentional about sharing Christ with others. Again, church, this is not the way, the reason I use the word intentional is because it does not come naturally. We've got to desire it, we've got to be committed to it, and we've got to be intentional about it. It just doesn't happen. And of course, please remember, the Holy Spirit is with us to walk alongside us and lead us and guide us in this journey. He promises that. And as we step into 2023, church, let's consider this purpose to which, these purposes to which God has created us. Let's consider these purposes to which God has called us. Let's pursue. Let's run after that calling. God will direct our path and help us discern His will as we pursue after Him. God will direct our path and help us discern His will as we pursue after Him with all our hearts. Bow your heads with me in church. Nothing new, nothing complicated. It's really, if you've been in church long enough, you know these things. It's just a call this morning. It's a call to a greater and a new, a fresh commitment to pursue after God's purposes in our lives. I want to challenge you to just reflect on these, church, as you about to. This is the first day of a new year. To reflect on this, and I don't know where and what, and I've got my own list. How can I be more intentional to invest in my relationship with Christ? I can't, I mean, yes, I'm the pastor, but I can't say and tell you where you need to do it. How can I be more intentional to invest in my relationship with Christ?
We are called to community, church. How can I be more intentional in building this community of believers, this body of Christ? How can I be more intentional and committed to spiritual growth this year? To spiritual maturity, to grow in my knowledge with God. Spending time in His presence, spending time with others who are, you know, just pursuing after Christ. Spending time in His Word. And also committed and intentional in serving others and not making it just about me and what I can get, but what I can do, how I can serve, how I can be more like Christ. What a radical... It's not... It's not radical, but it is in this world to live lives for others and not just for us. That's what we are called to do right from day one when we are saved. And also, how can I be more intentional in sharing my faith with those God brings across my life? Like I said a little while earlier, church, there's nothing more fulfilling in life than living out our purposes. And our purpose is aligning ourselves with His purpose when He created and called us. Our purpose is aligning ourselves with His purpose when He created and called us. Let's challenge ourselves with that this, this coming year, church. Let's all stand to our feet and worship Him for
Yes, Jesus. You're always enough. You're always enough. Let the fullness of your love be all I need. All I Jesus, we praise you. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. I pray that you will be all we need, oh God, Lord. And as we look forward to 2023, oh God, we just go with confidence knowing, oh God, that you are on the throne, oh God, knowing that you are faithful, oh God, relying and resting in your goodness, Lord. Lord, I just pray, oh God, that this year will be the best year that we've had so far in our lives, oh God, Lord. I just pray, oh God, that we will enjoy the blessings and favor of God this year, oh God. That you will pour out a blessing upon your church, oh God. Press down, shake it together, and run it over, oh God. Greater than we can ever think or imagine, oh God. And greater than what we can contain, Lord. Lord, as we run and pursue after you, God, I pray, God, that you will reveal yourself in new ways to us, Lord. Lord, reveal yourself, God, in a greater measure, Lord, to us, God. Open our eyes that we will see you, Lord, for who you are, God. Lord, that our love for you will grow, God. Our love for others, God, will grow, Lord. Lord, be the center, God, of everything we say and everything we do, Lord. I pray, God, that your name, God, will be glorified, God, in our lives, in our families, and in this church, God. May Christ be evidence to all. Thank you, Father, once again, Lord. We just give you praise. We give you glory, God, for you alone are worthy of it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God bless you guys. Have a blessed 
2023. And we'll see you here. We have prayer at, uh, on Tuesday. And also Wednesday, we have our services starting on Wednesday as well.